Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Nobody wants to live in Buckingham Palace. Charmella certainly does not. Uh, that is the story coming out of England recently. Oh. You're listening to The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on My Talk. Why don't they want to live there? Because it sucks. And what? in the British papers, there's usually some kind of an article uh, every couple of weeks or every month about how gross it is. Now, this, of course, is a place where every monarch has lived since the beginning of time, since they mm. built the thing. No, every I, monarch in England. No, I don't think. I think it's actually been relatively recent that oh. the monarch moved to Buckingham as their main palace. Okay, but um, it's certainly because it was actually not even owned by the crown for a while, and then they ended up getting the land donated. I think, and then they took over. I think it was relatively recently. Okay, but the moral of the story is it's been that Queen Elizabeth. Uh, has certainly made that the number one palace for the queen or uh, the royal in residence. Okay, so um, she moved full time into Windsor Castle in her final years because because she um, had this plan to renovate Buckingham Palace, which they the total for that is I think somewhere near uh, f- over four hundred uh, million dollars. And, uh, you know, it's not going to be done until 2027 because they started in 2017. Well, Charles, Charles and Camilla, uh, they don't want to move there. They're not looking forward to it at all, a source says. But apparently it has to be done. There are a lot of stories about uh, like when the Obamas came to stay. Uh, Barack was really scared to, um, he saw mice running around, did not want Michelle to find out because she's super afraid of mice and was trying to hide the fact that there were mice there. It's also moldy and dusty. And another thing that that um, isn't great about it is that it's your workspace. So you're basically living above your office. Yeah, that would be, that would be really extra. Especially if you're in, you know, you have so many things going on and it's such a big deal. You want to separate that. And that's not the way it is because the entire staff lives there. There are like hundreds of people that live there. By the way, I just Googled quick because I was like, let's figure out what we're actually talking about. It looks like Queen Victoria was the first to sort of make it a big deal. Okay. okay. As a, a royal palace. But mm. that's a while. It is. It is. So um, they also can't personalize Buckingham Palace where they live right now, which is Clarence House. They've lived there for uh, Charles has lived there for 20 years. Uh, and they also have. And if I remember correctly, that might have been his. Was that the one that his. No, because that's the one he's been living in. I feel like since he and Diana were together. 
If it's been 20 years, oh, 20 I years, then think no, that you're that right. That would be, yeah, that wouldn't be. Maybe it was recent. after after they broke up. That's that's where he ended up going. Okay, well, he's personalized it with a designer, yeah, uh, named Robert Klein, and uh, that's where he and Camilla have lived. You can redecorate. You can make it your own. You're not allowed to do that in Buckingham Palace yeah. because it's a museum, essentially. Yeah, I'm sure it's like. You know, like when you're the president of the United States, you can live in the White House, but well, and you could redecorate somewhat, but you really can't change much, right? I think each president comes mm-hmm. in and does their own little splash of whatever, yeah. but yeah, it's it's similar. So uh, another thing that is that it's really just not very big. You know, you have your living quarters, your room, you have your you know bathroom. You have a sitting room and a receiving room, and then it's kind of just shoved over in the corner. Now, back You're in the day... You're saying the private living quarters are not super big. Exactly. The rest of it is huge. It has 775 rooms and 188 staff bedrooms, 52 guest rooms, 92 offices, 78 bathrooms, uh, 19 state rooms, and various other service rooms, kitchen, storage rooms, all kinds of things. But just as far as like where they would live isn't as big as they would want, not a whole house, yeah. you know? So um, what do you think they should do in 2027? They're going to be pushing 80. Can I just tell you? You don't care? Okay, well, what do you want to talk about for the next four minutes? No, no, no. I'm not saying I don't care about the story, honey. I'm okay. saying I don't care about, like, th- where they decide to live. Wherever they want to live, they can live. If they don't want to live in Buckingham Palace, it doesn't bother me that they are not there at time yeah i think people are expecting them to that's the reason so um what do you think should they stay or should they go well i think if i think that they should be able to live where they want to live it's totally understandable to me that they wouldn't want to live there like i i wouldn't want to live where i work you know um and it can just be more of a tourist attraction you know as far as you know letting people in to see what it's like in there and it's all drafty and dusty. Let people yeah. see it. They definitely make that apparent during the crown, by the way. If you remember, uh, they were, it's kind of like not in the best shape. And I yeah, think well, I think that. like royal residences generally are kind of dusty. And that's kind of like a British, you know, the the royals kind of like to act like they're not all that rich. And you're like, well, I think you kind of are. But their homes <laughs> seem drafty and dusty and. Yeah, I mean, it is a very old place. So, um, yeah, people are sort of criticizing them in advance. Even well, though I'm isn't. surprised you actually think they that you identify with them because you're not their biggest fan. I am not, but I also don't think in, like, you know, their older years, you know, they're going to both be pushing 80, like yeah. I said, by the time the move happens in 2027 or the when it's done being repaired. That's an awful lot of money to put into repairing something. But I'm sure that it's definitely needed. I mean, that's so much money. Well, that's where they entertain heads of state. So, like, obviously, they need to put a bunch of money in it so that it keeps up the, you know, you want to keep up appearances for those those state appearances or state visits, excuse me. Yeah, so they just, I mean, apparently Queen Elizabeth didn't even like it, so she didn't even want to well, live Well, yeah, there. like you said, she moved to Windsor, right, later mm-hmm. in her life, especially during COVID. That's kind of where she hunkered down, and then she never really came back full time. Yeah, I really wish that I could. I'd never, like in the landscape of knowing where everything is, I need to get a map of where all of these places are, because I can't, I've never seen one, I don't know. I've just seen, like, maybe on the outskirts where... uh 
um, Prince Nasty has been living. Prince Nasty. It's sort of on Kensington, the... Kensington, or uh, not Kensington. The Royal Lodge? The Royal Lodge. Yeah. It's kind of on the outskirts of the property. Okay. And so they, that's why they need private security yeah. over there. And that's not something that, you know, Charmella wants to pay for anymore. Yeah. I'm not they... surprised in the least that they don't want to be there because, you know, they're not going to be around that much longer. They're comfortable. They already have what they like. They're, what's the need? I mean, if they can go to Buckingham for work every day, who really cares? But I'm sure that there's pressure from the British people like, hey, you guys should really be in residence at Buckingham Palace because that's been the tradition for so long. But again, when you're king, you can kind of do what you want. Yeah. And as we know, he's doing what he wants. You know, that's that's fine. And he's waited his whole life to do what he wants. Yeah. So in the last years of his life, let the man live where he wants to. Oh, for sure. Yeah, like that's why I said I don't care. I mean, if he wants to stay, I don't, no skin off my nose. Yes. Um, now, um, do you think that Prince Nasty, if they said, hey, here's an open play, if you want to live here in Buckingham Palace, you can't. No, in fact, he got kicked there. out, remember? Because mm-hmm. he had a he had an office and a, an apartment there. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, we're not doing that anymore because you're persona non grata. You're not actually a working royal anymore. So bye. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, no, I would I, I keep him out of there. Some people in the comments have, <laughs> yes, suggested that why not make it a hotel? It's like, that's not going to happen. Thank you for the thought, but they're not going to turn it I into a hotel. I wouldn't be surprised at some point. My God, because, you know, all these British old home, stately homes, mm. it costs so much to keep them up. I could see them, you know, like with Airbnb, like, when a night to stay in Buckingham Palace. <laughs> like the Barbie house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would not, I have no desire to. To stay in Buckingham Palace. That really? would not be of the royal palaces, that oh. would not be the one I'd want to go to. I want to stay in all of them. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, if you could do all of them, that'd be great. And then but I'll... if I had to pick one, I it would not I don't think it'd be Buckingham. What would it be? I don't know, maybe Sandringham? Yes, or Balmoral. Yeah, Balmoral for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll have to see what happens in 2027. Uh, All right. Well, thank you for that royal update, Dawn. When we come back, we have a disgusting update, but it also comes from across the pond in the UK. We have to get all the latest from Kevin Spacey right here on My Talk. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, My Talk, 107.1. We are here for entertainment. Some things aren't so pleasant to hear about, but we need to talk about Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Um... Wait, let me just play the thing. Well, that was not the one I was going to play, but it works. That's nasty. That's what I wanted to share. Um, Kevin Spacey, the case against him in which four men have accused him of sexual assault, and there's like 12 charges facing Kevin Spacey, or rather Kevin Spacey is facing four charges. That case uh, was put to rest yesterday. It concluded in a courtroom in London, and we are currently waiting for the jury to render its verdict in that case. And I will say, if you've been reading the trial coverage, as have I, at least cursorily, superficially, in tabloids and actual news organizations, because this has sort of transcended just tabloid gossip, right? It's pretty gross, and it's pretty disgusting, and it also paints a picture. If you believe the victims, Kevin Spacey had a move, and they all include being very aggressive uh, in you know, from just his verbal interactions with people to his physical interactions with people. So, you know, just at the, at the outset, I would just say, I have a very hard time believing the jury is going to side with Kevin Spacey, but who knows? Right. We've been surprised before. 
yeah, certainly Kevin Spacey has been able to wiggle his way out of all sorts of allegations, both civil and criminal. Mm-hmm. That said, and that was in the United States. This is the first time it's happened in the United Kingdom. So we will see what the jury decides. I kind of want to, like, I don't know. First of all, why don't you just tell me sort of, I don't know, how this case makes you feel or what your reaction has been. And then I... I I kind of want to share some details with you, which I know are, you know, it's a lot, but it's going to, it's going to, I think, be insightful. Yes. I, it makes me feel like, um, I know that in America, you aren't allowed to bring up other charges and, um, you know, other cases that, uh, the defendant has been involved in. But I think that in context of all the allegations, the jury should know those things, you know, and to have a fair trial, it's usually not allowed. I don't know what it's like in Britain if they say, oh, weren't you accused of this before with other people? Yeah, you did win those cases. But as more of them pile up, it's just a shame that other cases can't be mentioned. You know, well, the good news is there are four people in this case and they're right. all saying very similar things. So I think the preponderance of evidence that uh, what I'm saying is, I think if they aren't able to talk about the past, the cases that they are able to talk about, there's enough there. Right. I feel like there's enough there by those four different people. It's not like these four people were together. These were four separate interactions or relationships, quote unquote. I wouldn't call them relationships. Uh, Kevin Spacey does. I will say so some of them are just, you know, some of them are just gross. And this all happened at the Old Vic Theater this is where he was the director. Yeah, thank you. Like, he, why? Come on. Why is that happening? Uh, this is while he was the artistic director at the London's, what, Old Vic? Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. And each and, I shouldn't say each and every one of these cases, but a couple of these cases, he basically says, like, I'm just a big flirt. And I had a really wonderful time with these people. He described uh, one particular victim as charming, funny, and flirtatious, and said that their relationship was romantic, somewhat sexual. I liked him greatly. We had a good time together. We laughed. I never thought the man I knew 20 years later would stab me in the back. It crushed me emotionally. And he... He really does, if you read the testimony, you can, uh, I don't know, this is my opinion. Sounds like he's playing to the jury. The way he's talking about the victims, like, this was all casual. This was all just people having fun. But, you know, maybe in one instance, that jury would say, okay, maybe he just saw this relationship as different than the victim And the other did. person didn't have the courage to speak up at the time. Maybe. And he didn't know he was assaulting them. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. 
because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I mean... Well, yeah. Yeah. Right? But you could, I think, understand that a jury might see that in one case. It's he said versus he said. Mm -hmm. But when you see the same pattern of behavior four times, Mm. and each and every time... Kevin Spacey's like, I don't know what he's talking about. I would never have said or done such things. Mm-hmm. Oh, we had a sexual relationship, but it was totally consensual. And I'm not sure why after all this time. In fact, I believe he said, uh, oh, let's see, that in after all of these cases, essentially he's trying to get the jury to believe that this was all just a misinterpretation and that these victims are trying to get back at him after they regretted having a relationship with him. Now sit with that for a minute. So like four people that you've dated regretted having a relationship with you. And so that's why 20 years later, they're trying to get back at you. It seems that like doesn't a witch seem hunt practical. That doesn't, yeah. I mean, it. If like, it, have you ever had a relationship where you like had a sexual relationship with someone and you regretted it and you were like, I'm going to take it out on that person. I, no. I just, I feel like that's a really weird characterization or illustration and to apply it to four separate people who aren't related, don't know each other. This was not at the same time. Mm. That just seems like you have to get me to sort of suspend disbelief. Mm, yeah. And also they had similar backgrounds or similar patterns that they could link to as well they're all younger and um he was in a position of authority yes he was always the more dominant partner yes uh he was the one like one guy called him according to this person's own testimony for kevin to be a mentor figure Mm. yeah so again he's in the position of authority yes he thinks all of his behavior was totally consensual. Mm-hmm. He thinks all of his behavior was totally above board and never crossed any boundaries. When four separate people are telling you, and also four separate people who, by the way, you're in a position of authority over, mm-hmm. are advocating for themselves, do you not even begin to question your behavior? Right. Like, And he doesn't do that in the testimony. It's not like he says, after that happened twice, I thought to myself... Maybe I should approach people differently. And it's not just flirting when you touch people. No, also, we're not even getting to the actual sexual assault. We're, you know, that like framing things as sort of a casual flirtation. Yeah. You don't, you and I were sort of, you know, I don't want to say laughing about, but like the preposterousness, laughing about the preposterousness of suggesting that sexually assaulting someone is just flirting. Is a flirt. Like you're not a flirt flirt if you're grabbing someone's gentles. Gentle. We I call them gentles because the <laughs> other word is just a little gross uh, for midday radio. Yeah. Uh, well, I hope that they will see the pattern and hopefully something will happen, happen to him. I hope he goes to jail. Do you think he he's needs gonna? to be in jail? Do you think he will? Uh, yes. I'm I'm having hope and faith that he will go to jail. Mike, do you think he's going to go to jail? I think so. Yes. Yeah. It's all I, said and done. Yes. I, Mike would play, place bets on it. Mm-hmm. I would wait. The odds that. are. Yeah. I think the odds are in our favor. Mm-hmm. And one. when will we know? Can we we know? I, whenever the jury decides, okay. it could be any moment. Oh, and if, okay. If we learn, we'll certainly. 
I imagine maybe we won't learn today because it's, what, already evening over in the UK? And speaking of at any moment, there's a strike looming. Oh, are we going to talk about that when we come back? Yes. We're going to talk about the pending double strike. Staring down the barrel of a double strike right here on My Talk 1071. Oh, we're not strike. The strike is looming. What is going to happen today with SAG AFTRA? The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, My Talk 1071. Well, it looks like this hasn't happened in a very long time, Bradley, where both writers and actors could be on strike. Yeah, it's actually been since 1960, so 63 years ago is when last SAG-AFTRA and the Writers Guild went out on strike together. It's not the first time, of course, that actors have uh, striked in that many years, but uh, in fact, that was much more recently. But it is 63 years since, like I said, we had both SAG and the Writers Guild. This would mean a represent—excuse uh, me—a union representing 160,000 television and movie actors could be on strike as soon as today with of course all the screenwriters already out this is a big deal and it is freaking a bunch of people out no less the heads of all the hollywood studios and beyond (laughs) yes can you run down what exactly it is they want is it similar to what the writers want because the landscape of streaming has changed everything has a lot to do with streaming i will say if uh, and maybe we can post this on the show links page mm-hmm. there's a wonderful piece in both the new york times and uh the hollywood reporter which focuses more on bob Iger. we'll get to him in the minute but the the uh new york times piece talks about uh the labor dispute with sag aftra uh, dealing with wages, most importantly, but also residuals, which are the royalties, of course, that actors benefit from. Most currently, things like artificial intelligence are also on the table. Oh. I will say that studios, sort of the other side, the non-SAG-AFTRA side in this debate, because I think SAG-AFTRA voted for a potential strike as early as like May uh, before they went into negotiations. And I think going into negotiations, the way I read it, studio execs and heads were like, oh, we should be able to do this. We should be able to, you know, mm-hmm. they made a deal with the directors. Right. Um, they thought, you know, okay. And then they argue that SAG-AFTRA showed up with a page of like 42, de- uh, 42 pages of demands. Mm. And they were like, this is ridiculous. They had all these just over-the-top demands and it was too much. And how, you know, so okay. that's kind of the way that it's being framed. We can get to more of that in a minute. But it does mostly involve uh, revolve around wages, residuals, and that artificial intelligence stuff. A lot of the same things that I think you just mentioned this, uh, the writer's strike also dealing with. Well, my question is, how long will this last, you think? Are they predicting that? And is it going to come to a point where they're going to run out of material? And um, how will the actors be affected, the writers? Like, what does this mean in the big picture? That's a great question. I don't I don't have all the answers, but all I can imagine, because your guess would be as good as mine, the, the actors is much more current like we're going to feel that pain a lot more quickly than we do writing Mm. why because actors are currently acting without writing right right like if there's writing that's been written they can act right but if they go out on strike they can't so anything that was in the pipeline is now going to dry up instantly 
So I think that the public will notice that shortage a lot more quickly than they have been with the writers. We'll see reruns a lot. If yeah. you're talking about network TV, streaming will never run out. I feel like there's so many things well, to watch. Yeah. Like for so the, how it reruns. affects us, it's not going to. Uh, like who cares if it affects us? Like we won't get to see our shows. But the people that need this to work and survive, that's what I'm worried about. And you mentioned something off the air about um, the writers. It's going to come to a point where the writers will start losing their homes. Well, there was a report. I think it was also it was either Variety or The Hollywood Reporter, where in a studio exec off the record said or unnamed exec said. Uh, we're really hoping that the writers will come back to the table in October when they start to lose their homes because that's when the money's going to start running out. Mm. And a lot of people are like, uh, excuse me, that's not how this works. Also, you're terrible. Yeah, also, gross. we have lots of resources and things in place to help writers who are currently striking so that they don't have to lose their homes. So mm-hmm. I don't know how true that is because I'm not in the middle of, of this particular um, experience. But I do think, you know, to your point about it's not going to affect us or we'll be fine. I think, though, that the studio heads would argue that, well, maybe it would be beneficial for both, but that an angry public would be beneficial mm, for okay. them, right? Because if we start to leave streaming, actually, yes, this would benefit more the the writers and it, next up, possibly actors. Because if we start unsubscribing from streaming services because there's no new content, Uh-oh. like, I mean, you you have said this, and I know I've had this experience where you're like, why am I paying for this streaming service? Currently, there's nothing I want to watch. I'm going to turn it off for a while. Mm-hmm. And so that might start to happen. Yeah. And so I think that actually could, you know, our displeasure with the lack of new content could actually harm the bottom line of um, studios and streamers. Right. I I also wonder, you mentioned Bob Iger and Disney. What's going on with him? Because I can see how in the big picture of like going to the parks or something like that, they would just start raising prices for us even more than they already are. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I don't. It's not in this piece in The Hollywood Reporter about the parks. I will say that his comment about the writer or excuse me, the combo platter of a WGA and SAG after strikes saying, quote, it is very disturbing. And will have a very, very damaging effect on the whole business. He went on to say, this is the worst time in the world to add to that disruption. There's a level of expectation that they, SAG-AFTRA and writers, mm-hmm. have that is just not realistic. He said it's their right and desire to be compensated fairly. But he also said they have to be realistic about the business environment and what business can deliver and that strikes will cause, quote, huge collateral damage. So that's mm. what Bob, Bob Iger is saying. Mm. Yeah, and it's that's very much business speak, which it's like, what exactly are you trying to say there? Um, I just think about, you know, when you think about big celebrities that would just come to mind, think about the projects they're in. They are the stars, and there are maybe 10 on a streaming show. But think about all of the other actors on TV shows mm-hmm. on that are just working actors out there who don't aren't you don't know their name. Do you know how many people are involved in productions? Yeah. I mean, just everything from, you know, just day players to extras who make a living doing these things to all of the people in the crew. I mean, nobody's working. So. What's going to happen? Is everybody going to try to get their job back at Starbucks in L.A.? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, this is this is like, I think about the little people 
more than these big and it is up to them uh these big names i think to put pressure on the studio well i think it's the big names who have the capital that they can use to help the the smaller yeah. uh the lesser known actors mike yeah, to your point, Don, uh, we just had Amy give us a call, and she's mm-hmm. actually has a cousin who's married to someone who works in lighting. Mm-hmm. And the one of the lighting people, they have been in solidarity with the writers since that strike started, literally been out of work for, hasn't been working for over a month. Yeah, mm. yeah, and, and, and many people to that point have been uh, in solidarity with those workers, and it will only increase with actors. And again, I think it's interesting to me that, like, the heads of studios, people like Bob Iger, are trying to sell it as like, this is going to be a huge mistake. This is just terrible. Mm. It's like, okay, but see, you're in charge. Right. So if there's a terrible thing about to happen, you actually have some power to stop it. And then so what are you that actually unrealistic. And is... I'm not saying that like actors, uh, I'm not taking a, a position in the sense that I'm just a sort of disinterested third party who is entertained by the business, but I think that they can figure something out. I know it's too, it's really easy to say that, but you. Can, what I'm more critical of is coming out and saying like, "This is a very bad idea." Okay, well, what are you then doing? Mm-hmm. The messaging seems very problematic for the studio heads. Like these guys are not um, winning themselves any bonus points because I think most people will side with those who are just trying to make an honest living and suddenly are Mm -hmm. out of work. Excuse me. Excuse me. We're not worried about, you know, Bob Iger who gets what, like however many millions of dollars a year plus bonuses. (laughs) Right. Like he'll be fine. He can strike for like about 10 years and not lose (laughs) literally a dollar. Right. Right. Uh, And then you think about like, it's not just studio executives we're talking about. Think about all the people who work at a studio you know, they're affected as well. So it's all of this little people at a studio who this affects. that are yeah. just, uh, you know, the same as, you know, actors that are trying to work. So. I will say, I think if this, if and when it does happen, whether you think it's a good idea or a bad idea, it's going to be something we feel much more, much more quickly than we feel in terms of the average consumer with the writer strike. And it'll also mean like a lot of those live events that even were able to happen because people weren't doing you know, like the award shows, like the Tonys and things like that. None of that's happening. No one will be on red carpets. No. I mean, literally. Just, yeah. All like, those movies that are, they're just going to come out. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to believe, you have to believe that the studios know exactly what their bottom line is, meaning what they're, what they're, ba- like what they will go to the mat for. Mm-hmm. Right. So if they have that number, if they have that proposal, why not just show up with it now? Mm hmm instead of literally bleeding people dry yes, and putting people out of work. It's really sad that they would say, no, we're not budging until it comes to that point. And yeah. then you'll give in because you are going to lose your home. I just hate that, that idea or that, that thought, you know, it's, it's pretty sad. Yeah, no, it's definitely something that we'll be continuing to talk about. And Mike certainly let us know. If we get the word that that strike happens Um, when we come back, we are going to take a turn from a very, very dark and looming strike to a very, very hilarious. And oh, my God, you're going to laugh yourself. Silly viral video. I saw this viral video on Twitter earlier today. It's about a cat and about some neighbors. It's a neighborly dispute. You're going to want to listen. 
and laugh with us when we come back right here on my Hey, my talkers, Bradley here for my good friends at Hero. If you got an issue around the house, I want you to do what I do. Call Hero.com. They're the pros. There's a reason you see their red trucks all over town all the time. And I see them all over the place now. So whenever you see them, roll down the window, wave, go, hi, my friend Bradley talks about you on the radio. But uh, at the end of the day, I want you to give them a call, especially if you've got a Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed so you don't have to download the new Bumble now. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Electrical issues around the house because right now you can get $69 off your next electrical repair. That's no small thing. Why? Because they're the best in the business. To get $69 off your next electrical repair and then to get a really professional electrical repair that you're not going to have to deal with after they leave, it's totally worth it. And the level of service is uncompromised. Or un, you know what I'm saying. It nobody compares to my friends at Hero Home Services. Give them a call today. Call Hero.com. Make the appointment. Have them out. You'll love the experience we have each and every time. And don't forget to save 69 on your next electrical repair. Every time I feel my Speaking of cats, we have a little story for you that might be a little ridiculous, but it will definitely make you laugh. It's The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. My Talk 107.1. What do you have, Bradley? You oh, saw a funny video. I did, and I thought, oh my God, you guys, this is just going to make your day. Um, look, it involves a neighborly dispute. The people were not happy, and there's some aggression happening, but um, the reason for the aggression is very <laughs> random. It involves the cat. I'm going to set this up for you a little bit, but I want to just play the audio. So picture this. Two, uh, the houses are really close. Wherever they are, their houses are really close together. They have super tiny yards. Mm. Apparently, the neighbor's cat is getting in, or this guy and gal's cat is getting into the neighbor's yard. Okay. They don't want their cat going to the neighbor's house. They think the neighbors are stealing their cat. Oh. Uh. Okay, they are taking the cat? Well, they don't even... Just let's have a listen. Now, it's aggressive. There's a lot of yelling Mm. and juvenile behavior. This is... Who's the first person that speaks? Is it the cat owner or the... I don't know, honestly, off the top of my head. We'll figure it out. But you're going to hear two neighbors, a guy and a gal, and then their neighbors, another guy and a gal, yelling back and forth about a cat, and it's going to get real petty. Okay. Real quick, okay. let's have a listen. You're keeping it in your no, yard I'm not. I'm, our cat. You understand? Our cat. I'm not even in my yard right now. How? What am I doing? The, the, the gate's open. You're unreasonable people. You're holding our cat. How? I'm not even in there. I want you to explain how. If you would go in your yard and say, Mercury, 
go home. Don't come in our yard anymore. She they will want not you to She's a cat. She doesn't speak English. Oh, really? You, this this oh, doesn't really? mean go home? No. Huh? Hand huh? signals don't mean anything. It's a cat, dude. Really? Okay. All right. Well, we'll have the police department figure it out. Absolutely. Okay. Great idea. Right. Oh, no. So the cat doesn't eat and drink anything over there, right? No. Oh, no. Never. Right? No, never. No. No, never. Never. Yeah, yeah. never. Cat pervert. <laughs> I cat have done. Pervert. I've done nothing cat to bring pervert. the cat. I've done nothing cat to bring the. This dude's lost. This dude, he's lost it. She's telling her husband, Hank, stop. He's lost it. He's lost it. He's lost it. Oh no. On my property. Harboring a cat. Is that a crime? What it was something else? I'm a cat pervert. What crime is that? What crime is that? You know what? There's a crime about you harboring my cat. What crime is that? Against the law. What crime is that? It's called harboring an animal. I can understand being angry if my cat was in your yard. You're angry because your cat is in my yard. You're making things a lot worse. You could just send my cat home. No, I can't. He's literally like, dude, I'm not in my own yard. Your cat is in my yard. Get your cat. And the dude's like, you're harboring Mike. What even is that? What does that mean? <laughs> you're harboring holding, my like, cat? He, so this is what he's implying. He um, has sexual intentions toward his yeah, cat. cat. What is cat, cat pervert? Cat pervert. Cat pervert. <laughs> so he's implying. Also, I think there are several people listening and or work on this station who would proudly claim themselves cat perverts <laughs> you know mike is raising his hand yeah me too because i uh, don't have one right now but i love them but uh apparently there's i don't i've never heard somebody accused of being a cat pervert <laughs> so like he's accusing him of essentially like stealing his cat taking it to his house cat pervert and then feeding it to keep it to stay with the intention of having a relationship with a cat that's inappropriate. And I love that if I wish you could, I don't know if you were watching the video done, but his Go wife, home, Mercury cat perverts wife is just standing there and she's like, you can just tell she's like, this is not, I'm not, this is not what I signed up for. Yeah. The like she's angry, cat pervert. but just her husband losing it. And he's pacing, <sighs> he's walking around and then he'll like go to his front step and then he'll come back down, you know, just like total, yeah, tiny, tiny yard, what, no I grass. I don't in understand. It. What's the issue? The issue is they don't want their cat in cat perverts. Then don't yard. let your cat outside. Oh, right. That's what the police are going to say. This is absurd. It's your responsibility. Keep your no cat in your own here. damn yard. To keep your cat. If the cat wants also, to Also, I love around, how he's like, the guy's like, he's like, <laughs> why don't you just tell my cat to come home? And he's like, dude, cats don't speak English. And he's like, oh, really? Oh, they don't know this. And then he starts motioning like, hands like, like go back, go. go back. And he's like, oh, they don't know that that means go home. And the dude's like, no, they're a cat. They don't know hand signals. <laughs> cats don't do hand signals. You want me to get the hose out and spray it? Yeah. I like, mean, then you would accuse me of like trying to drown your cat. Cat pervert. <laughs> I think that needs to be a t-shirt at the state fair this year. <laughs> or Cat Video Festival. Yeah. Oh, we for Cat Video Fest. Really, yeah. really. But then it would be like, what Let's is this? Let's get Brooke on the horn. Cat uh, pervert. Cat pervert. She'll be like, no, we're not making cat pervert I don't pervert care. Shirts. She's missing out on a million dollar I'll idea. make a homemade one okay. that says cat pervert. A homemade cat pervert. Will you wear it uh-huh. to the Cat Video Fest? Yes. Okay, good. I'll do puffy paint. I hope this video 
is uh, at Cat Video Festival. I think that the days of the happy cat videos, we've moved past. Sure. Now we need cat uh, cat Karen videos. <laughs> yes. And I think at one point in this video, which hopefully uh, we can put in the show links page. Mm, it's up there already. Fabulous. The I think there's a moment where she even says that you're being a Karen or you're a to- this is total Karen. Yeah. You know, because it's like you're literally complaining about something that's not a thing. If my cat was in someone else's yard, there's no way cat that I would accuse the other person of luring my cat there. I would be like, that's the well, pervert thing. Like, like that sounds really pervert. Like I'm luring your cat. How and, is that possible? And he's accusing him also. He's like, oh, so there's never been any food or water for the cat over there. You never feed my cat. Like you're like, come here, come here, Corky. Also, guess what? I'm on my property. If I want to put out cat snacks to attract your cat, it's you. It's on you. Like your cat comes over and eats my food. That's on you. Yeah. It's not on me yeah. because your cat is on my property as far as I'm concerned. And either way, the cops are going to go, hey, don't put cat treats out, okay? But no one's getting arrested. It's not a crime. They're going to tell him, keep your cat indoors. They're like, it's your problem. You're the one. Actually, he could press charges against you for letting your cat roam into his yard. I mean, I'm pretty sure he could probably trap that cat and uh, give it to the Humane Society. Trap that cat. Or animal control. And he wouldn't do that. I'm not suggesting he would. But I'm just saying, like, again, when it comes down to the legality of the issue, he's barking up the wrong tree, pun intended. I mean, what if the cat's over there? Peeing in his hostas or something. Yeah. I mean, you know, cats are like neighbors to mark their that territory. If, if your animal pee. gets in their yard, you better be careful. Uh huh. Right. This is just, I mean, cat pervert. <laughs> especially the nature of cats. Have cats you ever are had do like what a cats do? An animal. Well, I, I will say, to be fair, I'm not a huge supporter of outdoor cats mm-hmm. because I just think that cats can be very, because they do go into other people's yards and then they end up eating local wildlife. So I'm a little bit of a... Um, they eat local wildlife? Oh, yeah. Cats are horrible eat? for the songbird population. Oh, songbirds. Well, I think it's different if you live in the country. I'll just say that. Like, we had an indoor-outdoor. We still do. My mom, like our cat... Um, I think it's common. I just, I yeah. don't think it's... But the, the deal is, if you let it go outside, it has the risk of getting feline leukemia or HIV. Or getting run over. Yes. Or shot. Now, my cat growing up would look both ways before it crossed the street, which was adorable. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. But yeah, country cats, you know, you have barn cats and stuff. I mean, there's, yeah, there's a I, purpose I, I'm just saying, I don't feel comfortable with outdoor cats to begin with. So if somebody tried to come at me because their cat because we we have neighbors and they have outdoor cats and their yeah. cats are in our yard and it's fine i mean yeah, they're just our dog usually around. will you know keep them out of our yard but um, oh does wheezy let them know well she wants to play and cats i don't know if you know this are generally not that excited <laughs> about playing with dogs mike so, yeah what do you think about um letting cats cat run? pervert no i'm i cat I wouldn't know. I've only had one cat, and if we opened up the door, I think she would bolt. So we're terrified of opening up the oh, door. Oh, she wants to just leave. I think so. I don't know. Yeah. We well, let it's her dangerous because you, know, you don't want them to get run over. Yeah. Outdoor cats don't live as long. Right. We let her on the balcony one time, and she just kind of made a beeline right for like the little grates there and the thing. And we're like, oh, you're going to run right through there and jump off, aren't you? And then we're going to have to come chase you. Isn't and- it crazy how some animals are like... They want the door at all costs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then other animals are just like, whatever. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. 
I think that uh, cats are, you know, we all know that cats are a little bit more independent than dogs. Mm-hmm. Oh, and for sure. This Mercury just wants to go check out other yards. I'm sure Mercury visits all kinds of yards in the neighborhood, not just the next door neighbor. Yeah. I'm sure the cat's just like, um, also, it. I'm pretty sure, I don't know, cats don't quite understand property lines. No, or English or so, hand signals. So, <laughs> oh, they don't? Oh, they don't? Oh, they don't All right. know English? Oh, oh. Cat pervert. Cat pervert. Oh, we'll get that on the button bar, please. <laughs> when we come back, we are going to hear from Dawn about Lizzo's air travel routine she's got her own routine must be nice i can't wait to hear all about high flying with lizzo when we come back right here on my talk 1071